Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Revelation 3. Message to Sardis. To the angel of the church in Sardis write, He who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars says this, I know your deeds, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Wake up and strengthen the things that remain, which are about to die. For I have not found your deeds completed in the sight of my God. So remember what you have received and heard and keep it and repent. Therefore, if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know at what hour I will come to you. But you have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their garments, and they will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He who overcomes will thus be clothed in white garments, and I will not erase his name from the book of life. And I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Message to Philadelphia. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, He who is holy, who is true, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, and who shuts and no one opens, says this, I know your deeds. Behold, I have put before you an open door, which no one can shut, because you have a little power, and have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Behold, I will cause those of the synagogue of Satan, who say that they are Jews and are not, but lie, I will make them come and bow down at your feet, and make them know that I have loved you because you have kept the word of my perseverance. I also will, I will keep you from the hour of testing that hour, which is about to come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. I'm coming quickly. Hold fast what you have so that no one will take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. 
and he will not go out from it any more. And I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God and my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Message to Laodicea. To the angel of the church in Laodicea write, the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God says this, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth because you say I am rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing. And you do not know that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and that the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed. And I shall to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Those who I love, I reprove and discipline. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. He who overcomes, I will grant to him to sit down with me on my throne. Also, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. In Revelation 3... Uh, Jesus is continuing the messages to the church, the churches, and you have uh, these three churches with Sardis. Sardis is the one that um, he says, you know, you've started this trek, you've started this journey, but you've stopped. You haven't continued. There's so much more to be done. So to me, that really speaks of people who they believe, well, you know, once I'm saved, it's, it's finished. I've committed my life to Jesus, and so... I have my place in heaven, therefore, I don't have to do anything else. And they just recluse themselves or they become, they're, they're not so active. They're not wanting to necessarily do more to spread the good news. They're just living their life and saying, well, at least my mask is on. I don't, I'm not concerned about anybody else who needs to put their mask on. Well, um, that's a bit of what I see here. And the rest is that it becomes so much more about the task than it does about the faith. The faith needs to be strengthened more to where the tasks happen. Because the stronger your faith, the more you're gonna to wanna to do these things. You're gonna to wanna to go reach other people. Because if you really truly understand by faith the truth, you're gonna want more people to know that truth too. And so you wouldn't stop. Um, so there's Sardis. And of course, like I said, Philadelphia is the one that uh, most churches, they all assume that's them. That's them because, you know, they do everything just right and no one else does. And and I've seen that, especially even with our ministry. There's some churches you go to and you you offer, hey, you know, I'd like to come and, and show you what we're doing with our ministry, not to take people from your church, but to uh, allow people from your church to experience this freedom ministry and then come back to your church with that truth that they've discovered and be a little bit rekindling to a flame. Basically, becoming a culture of pursuing God, but within your church. And then there's some pastors who just say, no, if it's not our ministry, then we don't want to do it. 
If it wasn't something that happened within our walls, we don't want to do it. Yet they also turn around and say they're Philadelphia. <laughs> but we're supposed to have one God, one faith, one body, many parts, but one body with one purpose. And we're not supposed to um, reject any of the other parts because they don't have the same purpose we do. We should, or the same activity that we do. But Philadelphia is one that he still talks about. He says, there's some of you who haven't overcome. You need to make sure you overcome. But majority of you, you're doing what I'm asking you to do. You're doing it in my name and you're seeing the success. Well, I need you to step up. I need you to go out there and and you need to combat the enemy. You need to to continue to expand the kingdom. So it's not like Philadelphia is just perfect. But Philadelphia has is the only one that doesn't have a negative effect talked about around it. There's no consequence, except for the fact that he says that there are still some who have not. They have not overcome, and they need to continue to pursue. And then Laodicea, this is one that's, that's quoted um a lot of these scriptures are quoted a lot. And especially the part about being neither hot nor cold. They're lukewarm. And I really believe that uh, there's a little bit of truth in the way that we've been taught this whole message of being lukewarm. But God does not want us to be, if, if we use today's Christian teaching of hot or cold, Jesus says, I want you to either be hot or cold, not lukewarm. And so in the church, it's taught that hot means on fire for God and cold means completely with your back turned. Why would Jesus say that he wants someone to be completely with their back turned? He doesn't want anyone to have their back turned. He wants everyone to be on fire for God. So that's not a desire that someone would have. What it, the, the, another look and and more of an older traditional teaching of hot and cold is what does hot do for your body hot helps to relax hot helps to uh, allow your system to replenish and and to cleanse and to, to operate better getting into heat is important for health and wellness but so is cold cold when you have a break or you have any kind of an injury the first thing you do is you're told to put ice on it because it it helps to numb but it also helps to soothe and it helps to slow down the swelling so that the healing can take place faster so uh, also the same thing taking a cold bath or an ice bath will temporarily it'll shock your body, but it'll help it to come into a better um, status of health and wellness. Because then your body starts to to go to those places that are more uh, vulnerable and send more blood, and starts to really focus on healing those things that are broken. So there's calming, there's replenishment, there's health. There's soothing, there's healing. So God wants us to be people who are going in to help 
heal, soothe. We, our life should be soothing to other people, should not be agitated. It should be something that is either helping with healing or with calming or those wonderful things, helping people to be better because we're either hot or cold. We're not lukewarm. So that would kind of change the outlook for the scripture and saying that, you know, he says that he doesn't want hot or cold if you're lukewarm. I mean, he wants hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, he's going to spit you out of his mouth because you're not doing anything beneficial to the body. So we need to be looking out for those others. We need to be uh, conscious of those around us who are hurting and we need to be either hot or cold for them. Whatever people need, we need to be available. Not forcing ourselves on them. Still, they have a choice. Jesus even asked those that he healed. There's often times that he said, do you want to be healed? Because if you don't want it, then it's a waste. So people, we give them that opportunity to help them being that hot or that cold for them. And um, it, it may be that some churches have a little bit of one or the other of, of these from Revelation 2 and Revelation 3. They may have one um, trait that kind of just is an underlying just um, trait within their church. Well, what I would suggest is um, for my body for the ministries that I'm responsible for, which starts with my family, starts with myself and then family. And then it goes into the actual ministry and then the body of, of Christ, the, the church. I need to look at trying to strive to not do those things that Jesus points out here. I need to strive to be remembering my first love, keeping God in his appropriate place. I need to remember uh, and really pressing into God continually every single day, making him my guide and where I go. I need, we need to focus in on, in every bit of our uh, influence in ministries and that which we're leading, that we're guiding people to God's truth and um, keeping his command in loving others and in constantly being focused on not self but on kingdom so father thank you for um, just this insight into these letters to the churches and I pray that we could have all the positive attributes and anytime that we see any of the negative that we could just like a weed we can just try to pluck it out we can go and try to expose it. In fact, I pray that you could highlight, you could shine a light on any part of our ministry or life that would have any of these negative attributes that you've you've pointed out in these letters to the church. And I pray that we can correct, we can um, improve, and we can start to do things that are pleasing to you and not things that are damaging to the kingdom, that are not positively reflecting of your name, or not glorifying everything that you've done for us in our life. So, so Father, just I pray that we could be worthy. In Jesus' name, amen.
thank you for joining us today. And I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to, to spend with your family uh, some time around God's word. And uh, of course, that is great. I love that. And I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org and um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless. Thank you.